This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you a n d u underscore network welcome back to another episode of the unprocessed knowledge podcast everybody should be following me on instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge hit the like button drop a comment give me a repost it's not going to cost you nothing help me break through some of these social media algorithms if you like what you hear on this broadcast other people might like it too Help me out in those social media algorithms to help other people find out about the broadcast who might not necessarily know. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to tag your boss. I'm not going to tag the the white folks you went to school with and let them know you're a fan. I'm not going to dime you out. (laughs) We can just keep it between us. Everybody should also be following the UNU network. U-A-N-D-U underscore network on Instagram catch up with all the shows we got a cast of characters putting out content all the time shout out to reservation for three podcast three stars two bars podcast that podcast is for adults only if you like adult only content check out three stars two bars they have a very interesting dynamic they have an interactive show so you can Call up today's show while they are recording live and you can discord with them. You can agree. You can disagree. You can tell Southside Malone he don't know what in the world he's talking about. And you could just have fun with the guys there. They're not going to bite your head off. Real, real good group of guys. Interesting show. Shout out to Separate the Two podcast. A Taste to Consider podcast. Kodashin, wherever he might be lurking in the winds. I, I think he was last sighted at a at a, at a shrine in Peru um, studying the Ruach HaKadosh. Uh, shout out to Kodashin. But you are here. You are with me. You could be anywhere in the world. You could be anywhere in the world. While I'm on it, shout out to the international viewership. I was checking the numbers to whoever is listening in Denmark. Peace to you. To whoever is listening in England, peace to you. To whoever who is listening in South Africa. To whoever is listening in Dubai, shout out to you. Might have one of those oil billionaires down in Dubai. If that's the case, uh, you can go to my Instagram, hit the link on the Cash App, and you can donate to the show. Peace be unto you, brother, whoever you might be down in Dubai. Shout out to whoever is listening in Germany and shout out to all the listeners in the United States, wherever you might be. Thank you for tuning in. The legend, 
the icon, civil rights hero, Bill Russell, just recently passed away at the age of 88. Man, um, prayers and blessings to his family. Let's give a moment of silence for the civil rights icon, basketball legend, 11-time NBA champion, Bill Russell. Now, it should come to no surprise to anyone that Bill Russell went through a lot of adversity and a lot of racism in his NBA career. They were recently talking about this, I think, on Fox Sports. Let's drop a clip from that. And I'm talking about challenges such as obviously there was just outright overt racism that he faced. But I'm talking about in Boston after leading them to six championships of his 11, it was midway through his career, people broke into his home in suburban Boston, sprayed racial slurs on the walls of his house, and left human feces in his bed. In his bed. And he played through that. I'm talking about being under FBI surveillance for being an arrogant Negro, as the FBI termed him. Those are the things, and we could go on and on, that Bill Russell played through, won through, excelled through. Man. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay, so we all know that Bill Russell, Hall of Fame basketball player for the Boston Celtics. He's playing for the Boston Celtics. He's living in suburban Boston. He had already won the Boston Celtics or led the Boston Celtics to six championships. White people broke into his house when him and his family was uh, on a weekend getaway. Spray painted nigga all over his house and took a shit in his bed. While he's playing for their team. While he's leading their team to championships. He won the championship later that year. <laughs> he goes on to win five more championships for Boston. Because at the time, he only won six. He ended up winning 11. Ten as a player, one as a coach. All for the Boston Celtics. And that's what he had to go through, being a black man. Unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, he was also under the 24-hour FBI surveillance. The FBI is in the FBI file. They say he is a arrogant Negro. Now, Bill Russell is a hero. He is. And that leads me. Perfect segue into what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about villains. You can't have a hero without a villain, right? Y'all watch these Marvel movies. You understand Every superhero movie, there is a hero and there's a villain. There's somebody they're fighting against who's the bad guy. And we all recognize and you have to know who the bad guy is because you can't have a hero without a villain and vice versa. We have to know who these villains are. We have to name these villains. We have to point these villains out because if you don't, they will go on to just do the same evil thing that they've been doing. We celebrate, we recognize Bill Russell as a hero. Muhammad Ali, Jackie Robinson, 
Jack Johnson. Those are heroes. Who were the villains that they were fighting against? Who were the people that were making their lives hell? Who were the people that were trying to come against them? And I'm not just talking in the abstract. I'm talking specifically. We have to know their names. Who are the people that broke in Bill Russell's house? Spray painted nigga all over his house and took a shit in his bed. Who are they? What are their names? Who did it? Jackie Robinson. He celebrated as being a hero because he what he went through in Major League Baseball. Nothing wrong with that. We talked about Moses Fleetwood Walker on the show, but nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with celebrating Jackie Robinson because he did. You know, he went through a lot of racism. You might not know. Jackie Robinson himself said the baseball franchise that gave him the toughest time was actually the Philadelphia Phillies. He suffered such extreme racism in Philadelphia. Worse than any other baseball team he ever played against. There was a baseball player on the Philadelphia Phillies named Ben Chapman who terrorized Jackie Robinson. Every time Jackie Robinson would come to the plate, he would call Jackie Robinson all kind of niggas and roll watermelons onto the baseball field. His name is Ben Chapman. Know his name because he's the villain. They tried to throw Muhammad Ali in prison. Took his belts from him. Who was the villain? The United States government. We have to name these villains. We celebrate Ida B. Wells, Harriet Tugman, Fannie Lou Hamer. Who were they going up against? Do you know that Fannie Lou Hamer was arrested at the age of 14 years old for protesting against the Jim Crow laws in the South? You know, they arrested a 14 year old and when and the police beat her unconscious. They beat a 14 year old black girl unconscious. What are their names? Who are the police officers that did it? Who are they? We don't know. We don't know. You have to name these villains. Emmett Till. You know the name of Carol Ann Bryant. We've talked about her on this show as recently as two broadcasts ago. I'm sure you're familiar with the story of Emmett Till. I mean, that happened in 1955. I'm familiar with it. I'm not that old. I mean, I wasn't born in 1955. But you know what happened to Emmett Till. Let me ask you a question. Let me blow your mind. What are the names of the three white men that killed him? You don't know. You don't know. Here's what um, the American press is very good at. They're very good at letting you know who, when it comes to black people specifically, the American press is very good at letting you know who the heroes are, who the people who fought against racism are. Bill Russell, Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali. I named these names. Frederick Douglass, W.E.B. Du Bois, Dr. King, Malcolm X, the Panther. I can go on and on and on and on and on. But at the same time, they protect the names of the white people who are terrorizing them. We have all seen pictures of black people being lynched. Black people being set on fire. Black people being murdered and castrated. Some famous big group of white folks around. You know, they hanging a black man from the tree. What are the names of those white people? Who are they? 
there's pictures of them. I'm, I'm sure we can do our research and figure out who they are. Right. Black Wall Street. Black people terrorized. Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921. Black people murdered. Black people ran out of their homes. Black people had their houses and property stolen from them. From white folks. They just came through the town, bombing it, shooting and killing black people, ran out by the town. They just moved, moved into their houses and took it. Who are the white people that did it? What are their names? Hmm? Who are they? What are their children's names? Their grandchildren's names? What happened to that property? What did they do with it? How much did they benefit? We need to do the research to figure out who these people are and what they got from it. Who are the villains? Okay. Freedom Summer. 1964 maybe you heard about this there was a movie called that came out in the late 80s called Mississippi Burning with Gene Hackman and William Dafoe the movie actually won an Academy Award for Best Picture it's about Freedom Summer in 1964 I'll tell you this the movie it's a good movie but it's not historically accurate I repeat it's a good movie but it's not historically accurate and of course that's why you come here for historical accuracy so maybe you heard of Freedom Summer, maybe you don't know what it was. Down in Mississippi in the summer of 1964, SNCC and CORE, which are, you look, look up those acronyms, right? If you don't know what they mean. They came together to register black people to vote in Mississippi. Now you might want to ask yourself, well, why weren't black people registered to vote in Mississippi? Black people, you need to get involved. Black people never vote. See, it's all black people, black people. Look, the reason black people weren't registered to vote in Mississippi in the 1960s is because they didn't want to get their heads blown off by the KKK. Because that's all it took down in Mississippi to get murdered by the Klan was just for a black person showing up to register to vote and all black people knew it. And they also understood that the KKK controlled the local politics in Mississippi and throughout most of the South. So their vote really didn't give a damn anyway. So why risk your life for a vote that wasn't even going to count? All right, let's just use logic. That's why they wasn't registered to vote. So during Freedom Summer, there was a big push to register black people to vote in spite of white terrorism by the hands of the KKK. Three individuals ended up missing that were down there helping black people being registered to vote. Cheney, Goodman, and Schwerner. All right, you can look this up. Here's the problem. Cheney was black. Goodman and Schwerner was white. When they ended up missing, everybody knew the KKK killed them, and the issue is they K two of them were white. So the FBI got involved because the FBI knew that local law enforcement in Mississippi was the KKK and they had to find out what happened to these two white boys that ended up getting killed now some of this you probably know here's what you might not know when the FBI went down to Mississippi to look for the bodies of these three men they actually, what we know now, they had an informant within the KKK who was telling them that local law enforcement was the Klan. 
the local judges, the local prosecutor, everybody in the, pretty much the damn state of Mississippi was the Klan. His words exactly was Mississippi is the Ku Klux Klan, everybody. But I'll tell you where the bodies might be, because this is, you know, there's a river that's a popular dumping spot for the Klan where they, you know, dump the bodies of black people that they terrorize. So they went to this river and they pulled out eight bodies, eight black men who had been killed. Here's the issue. None of them was Cheney, Goodman, and Schwerner. So now the FBI it had a problem on their hands because it's like, well, who are these eight black men? <laughs> All right. And here's why I bring this story up. The eight black men that they pulled out this river. We don't even know their names. Who are they? Who killed them? We don't know. No one ever was tried, convicted and punished for the murder of those eight black men. Now, they eventually found Cheney Goodman and Schwerner buried, buried like near a dam, something like that. They prosecuted 18 members of the well, they charged 18 members of the Ku Klux Klan, many of them being law enforcement. Only seven of them got convicted. Now, let's bring it full circle. What are their names? We don't we don't know. You know, Cheney Goodman and Schwerner, at least you should. They even made a whole movie about it. I think it won Best Picture. I was in the African-American History Museum earlier this week. They talked about this. This very case. Didn't mention the, the names of the 18 men that were charged. Didn't mention the names of the seven men that were convicted for the murder. That's the problem. Okay. Let me try to put it to you in another way. Because I know a lot of y'all listen to this broadcast and you think, well, that's in the past and that happened back then. That happened before I was born. That's a shame. But that was then. This is now. Let me. Let me, let, let me put it to you like this. Because I don't want to lose anybody. Let's take race out of it. I'm going too far. I'm going to take race out of it. For decades, the Catholic Church globally covered up scandals of child molestation by the hands of their priests. They knew about it for decades globally, especially in places like Massachusetts, Baltimore, New York City. California, all over the place, Philadelphia, Chicago, all over the place where you have a large population of Catholics. The Catholic Church was covering up child molestation. They knew it was going on. They have documented evidence of them knowing stuff like this was going on dating all the way back to the 1930s and they were covering it up many situations these priests just got transferred to somewhere else here's the problem the villains 
that were committing these acts of child molestation, when they got fined out, instead of them being exposed, instead of the Catholic Church coming out and saying, Father McGillicuddy is a child molester, he should be in prison, he should not be anywhere around children, he is sick, he needs to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Father McGillicuddy has done this evil, vile thing that does not represent the values of the Catholic Church. And he should be punished for it. Father McGillicuddy just got transferred somewhere else. And guess what Father McGillicuddy kept doing? Molesting children. And it went on for decades. You see the problem? If you expose the villain, if you tell everybody this is this person's name and this is what he is guilty of, then he can't continue to do it anymore. He gets held accountable for the crimes that he commits. Now, we understand this when it comes to our children. We understand this with, with sexual abuse. Hell, if you're black folks, R. R. Kelly, R. Kelly, held, he should have been held accountable for his crimes decades ago. See, we understand this when I put it in that context. How come we can't understand it when it comes to to racism, white supremacy. How come we can't understand it? That's the problem. That's the problem. The oppressor, you can't let the oppressor colonize your brain and trick you into thinking that we have all these black heroes but no white villains. Now let's get to the real root of the issue that some of you have. Let's get to the root of the issue that some of you have. Right? Confession is good for the soul. And I know you come here to you come here to get the truth. You come here to get what your grandmama didn't teach you, which your Christian pastor not going to say, and which your history teacher is not going to teach. That's why you come here. You don't come here to hear about, you know, Tristan Thompson and the Kardashians. You don't come here to hear about the the monkeypox. You don't come here to hear about whatever thing is, is, is trending on social media with, 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 with these celebrities. You come here to get a specific brand of content, a specific brand of truth. And I'm going to give it to you. The problem with too many of you is that okay, mentally, when you listen to this podcast, your mind has been conditioned by the oppressor okay you remember the movie Django your mind is Candyland that's your mind the villain the oppressor he's Mr. Candy he's inside your brain okay he's running the plantation which is your mind he's running it because he's in there right he's in there he's telling you Jesus is white and Christopher Columbus discovered America and George Washington and and Thomas Jefferson were brilliant, great white men. And, you know, Fourth of July should be, you know, celebrating Thanksgiving and America, America, America. And what's wrong with you, niggers? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stop being lazy. And you can get something to stop blaming white people for everything. Right. He's he's in your brain telling you this. You listen to this podcast and I'm Django. I'm in there and I'm shooting off bullets of truth. I'm trying to destroy Mr. Candy. I'm trying to blow his head clean off. That's me. 
you Steven, right? When I come in there and I'm, you know, shooting these bullets of truth and I'm trying to get at Mr. Candy and all his all his slave breakers and and, and, and your brain, this is you. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, please, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. You ain't gonna get away with this, Jango. They gonna catch your black ass. You gonna be on the wanted posters now, nigga. Everybody on us gonna be looking for you. You can run, nigga, but they gonna find your ass. And when they do, oh, my Lord, what they gonna do to your ass? They ain't gonna just kill you, nigga. You done fucked up. This candy land, nigga. You can't destroy candy land. All right, too many of y'all are having that reaction in your brain. I'm, I'm trying to help y'all. I'm, I'm trying to save y'all. But every time I'm, I'm, I'm coming to, you know, shooting these bullets of truth at Mr. Candy, y'all's just like, oh, All right, y'all, y'all got to get off of Candyland. I'm trying to help somebody. And before I close out the show, and I think I've talked about this before. But have you ever considered? Oh, okay. Civil. We, we talked about Bill Russell earlier. You know, civil rights struggle under twenty-four hour invest surveillance. He wasn't the only one. Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, all the Panthers, all the Black Panthers, Malcolm X, Dr. King. They were all under twenty-four hour FBI surveillance for years. Every phone call they ever made, every trip they ever made, everything they ever did is had been recorded for years by FBI agents. Dr. King and Malcolm X were both murdered while under 24 hour FBI surveillance and nobody knows who did it. Think about that. Think about that. Every hotel they ever stayed in was bugged. Every phone call they ever made was recorded. Every visitor they ever got was recorded. But nobody knows who killed them. And they were both under 24-hour FBI surveillance for years. Think about that. Who's the villain? I was at... I was not at the original Million Man March. Unfortunately. I did go to the... 20 year anniversary of the million man march minister farrakhan was there and while he was giving his speech minister farrakhan actually brought up this very point and he challenged the fbi to release the unredacted file on malcolm x completely and he specifically highlighted up until the last few weeks that he died he challenged the FBI to do, to do that because, according to the minister, the federal government knows exactly who killed Malcolm X. And they have been keeping it quiet for decades. And I don't disagree. And if anybody saw who, who saw the fantastic documentary on Netflix, Who Killed Malcolm X? It seemed like a lot of people in the New York, New Jersey area knew exactly who killed Malcolm X. And they also, for some strange reason, kept it quiet for decades. And it was had nothing to do with Elijah Muhammad or Minister Farrakhan. 
But I grew up and we all grew up around a lot of black people who said, oh, yeah, Minister Farrakhan had him killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elijah Muhammad had him killed. False information from silly black folks who did who, who have done no research at all. Just run with any silly thing that a white person tell them, told them why, because they was on Candyland the whole time, too. We have no problem pointing out and naming the villain when our enemy tells us who the villain is, even when it's not true. In your brain, you still think that. In your brain, you still think Minister Farrakhan killed. In your brain, in your brain, you still think Minister Farrakhan killed Malcolm X, even though he had nothing to do with it. In your brain, you still think Jesus is white. In your brain, you still think that white man is God. In your brain. America does a very good job of letting everybody know who their villains are. Maybe you heard of some of these names. Have you heard of Vladimir Putin? Have you heard of Saddam Hussein? Have you heard of Osama bin Laden? Have you heard of Muammar Gaddafi? Have you heard of Adolf Hitler? They're very good. H have you heard of Fidel Castro? They're very good of letting everybody know these are the bad guys. So since they're the bad guys, we, the United States, we're the good guys because we're fighting against them. See, they're the bad guys. We're the good guys. See, vote for, root for us. Support us. Join the military. You know, go over there so you can get Osama bin Laden. Help us. We're the good guys. We're fighting against the bad guys. It matters. It matters. Everybody understands that but us. Once again, this has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening. No. Huh? I said, you said you ain't know him. I don't.